Welcome to the Cap Gemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. My name is Janet Pope and I am the CSR Director for the U.S. and Canada. I look forward to engaging with each of you on diversity, digital inclusion, and sustainability challenges and initiatives. Let's lead as architects of positive futures together. Welcome to another episode from our Employee Resource Group Takeover Series. This episode is brought to you by Women Lead, our North America chapter of Women at Capgemini. Women Lead is focused on empowering women and men to partner together to bridge the gender gap. Welcome to the Women in Digital podcast brought to you by Women Lead and Capgemini. I'm your host, Tracy Perez. Today's guests are Carrie Francie, Vice President of Global Alliances at ServiceNow. In her role, she and her team are responsible for developing joint sales, developing innovative joint solutions that greatly enhance business outcomes for ServiceNow's top alliances, customers, and responsible for all aspects of sales, marketing, channels, and operational leadership. Carrie is also a co-founder of Women in Cloud, recognized as one of the top Seattle organizations supporting early-stage startups and driving economic access. Our second speaker is Eileen Sweeney, Executive Vice President of Manufacturing, A&D, Automotive, and Life Sciences. She oversees the growth strategy and operations for Market Unit, focused on nurturing and strengthening the strategic growth and target accounts for MALS. Eileen also holds a chair on the West Coast Board of Directors of the T.J. Martell Foundation, the music industry's charity to raise money for cancer research. Welcome and thank you to both of you for being on today's podcast to discuss promoting digital skills education for women and girls. There's no doubt that the digital gender divide should be addressed. Women often face cultural barriers and stereotypes that affect their expectations and may lead them to choose a career outside of the digital world. What are some of the barriers you think exist that are preventing women from choosing a career in digital? You know, Tracy, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think that, you know, the barriers don't just exist when people get into the business world, but I think a lot of it really starts um, early, early in life um, and through our education system. I think there are things from an educational perspective, um, from a global perspective that uh, governments and educational facilities need to be thinking about to really help um, uplift and empower uh, girls and uh, young women in, um, in the technology space. Yeah, I would agree with that, Carrie. I see, uh, I have a, I'm a mother of two girls myself, teenage girls. And in the education system here in the United States, you start to see that lack of confidence per, um, coming out in the math and science fields very early on in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So the more that we can do in the education system, uh, getting into girls who code and giving them STEM uh, opportunities to turn people on into the field, I think you get a broader mix coming in into the field, uh, and that will alleviate some of those barriers that we talk about. Carrie, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's where I think it stems from. You know, I, I, I completely agree, and I, I too am a, a mother of, of two daughters, and one of them is, uh, you know, I've always encouraged technology, um, and, you know, hitting eighth, ninth grade, um, they just shifted and there was really, um, they moved from interested in it to not interested in it. And I think part of it is social as well. Um, and the way that we make technology um, curriculums interesting for people and for, for young girls. So um, 
you know, to your point, I do think that there's there's a lot of things that we need to be thinking about from a policy perspective. As a mom of two girls, too, I I believe all of those things you've said. I I think it, something better could be done to almost make it seem more appealing for young girls out there. Uh, so why do you think that um, if women have the skills and the ability, why do you think they lack the confidence to pursue more senior digital roles? I don't know if it is the lack of confidence or it's an appeal for other things. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, it's around um, the more senior uh, roles in digital that you were talking about, uh, it doesn't always have to start that you've started in digital and you can transcend. I mean, if I look at my personal career, um, it didn't start in digital. And yet here I've made a business shift into the digital skills. So I think it's about understanding um, the applications of technology and the business and then bringing that technology and the business together. And um, I think that's one way uh, uh, women have to look at that in terms of they see things through a different way or an eye, um, are more empathetic at times, and then how can you bring that technology uh, to bear on that? Um, uh, Carrie, I know you have done some work around women in cloud uh, and is part of your passion, and maybe you can talk about how that transcends you know, those technical skills or confidence or what you're seeing in that whole field and what you've been looking at. Yeah, th yeah, thanks for that. Um, I, I think, you know, to your point that you made about digital, you know, I started in technology, I started in digital, um, but it wasn't, um, you know, I think the opportunities and the opportunities for careers in digital is so much more vast than when I started out. You know, today, think about it from this perspective, think about Stitch Fix. It, that is a digital business, but they're selling um, subscription services of clothing. You know, whereas when, you know, I think 20 years ago, those applications and the opportunities to get into um, interesting fields from a technology perspective weren't as prevalent or weren't as obvious, I think. So I think as, as you know, technology evolves and businesses evolve, I think women getting into, t into digital um, I think the I think there'll be more interest. I think there'll be uh, more more uh, areas that are aligned with their interests um, that will help um, make it um, easier, or, or maybe just um, you know how people may may think about it a little bit differently. Um, just with respect to women in clouds, so a couple of years ago, um, a group of like-minded women and myself we got together and we. Um, really saw that there was a need and a fit in the marketplace um, and a gap in the marketplace, quite frankly, for um, to help early stage female businesses become digital, uh, number one, and then get kind of bootstrapped in the marketplace. So we really focused on a couple of things uh, through through this um, this organization called Women in Cloud. We really wanted to help accelerate the path to digital for, for these women. Um, and I'll give you an example of one of those businesses. Um, it's a great, it's a great story from my perspective because I it's something that's you know deeply interesting to me. Um, it's um so there was this woman, her name is Jill Angelo. Jill, she was a communications manager at a very large digital company, um, software company, and um, she decided that she wanted to branch out on her own. She's about 45 years old. And she saw a huge need in the marketplace 
And that was around menopause. Menopause is not really a sexy topic. It's not something that people really ever want to talk about. But she saw that there was a need and she decided she wanted to create a business. So she started off with a product. And then very quickly, she got engaged with us from a Women in Cloud perspective and other organizations that are similar minded um, and realized that she needed to create a digital business um, to really help um, get the message out and really broadly um, communicate what she was trying to the, the to the group she was trying to serve. So she um, this company is called Genev, um, and Genev is um, it's it's a it's a business um, that is responsible for um, helping women through the life cycle of menopause. It's a business that um, really provides an online subscription service. So it is a digital business. Um, so that's just an example of one of the um, the the businesses that um, have really popped up and we've worked with from a women in cloud perspective. The best part about this whole conversation that is incredibly enlightening is that people can think about digital far outside of the box that maybe exactly some young girls may think it only is right tech and coding that there's so much more that they can do. So, Carrie, I think well, it was the great. Other, yeah, the other piece about that is. Um, this generation that's in school now, they're actually, they are digital. So they don't have to, you know, they're already being raised with technology at their fingertips. So what Carrie was talking about was the application of that technology and new business models and new ways of reaching consumers and, and customers or uh, and patients, whatever you want to, whoever you're trying to reach. So I find that that's interesting. And in the past, you know, if you think, and I just did another podcast around Gen Z, and we actually interviewed some Gen Z folks, and they're like, we grew up with technology, we're fine with technology. And they were talking about how they connect with their peers and stuff. And the gap that we're provide, you know, that I think we're talking about right now is in that millennial gap. Um, of that group that didn't grow up with the technology. So now you have to learn it, you have to shift to it, and you have to feel comfortable with it. I think in the future, the gap isn't going to be as great because there's so many um, kids growing up with digital capabilities, digital technologies now, and now they're just going to um, apply them a little bit more. So they're already digital. You know, in the current climate that we're living in, and the impact that COVID has had on many people, specifically women in the workforce, we're seeing that they're impacted by trying to keep their careers, but also having to sort of take care of responsibilities at home. Um, what do you think is the future for that, for women? How do they come back into their careers? How do you think technology is going to help them? And it would be wonderful to have your viewpoint there. And I would say, and, and Tracy, just to add to that point, if you, if you look at the research today, um, you know, just in the last six months, over 140,000 women have left the workforce um, because of these issues that they're having with the uh, family, needing to take care of family and needing to make choices. So I think that, um, you know, in the short term, it's, it's impacting women. And I think that's actually um, allowing organizations uh, to think differently about how they're um, engaging with their employees um, and how they're going to, um, their expectations of what their employees are in the future. But there's also been an interesting private partner relationship as um, one of the school districts here in Ohio, what they shared was um, a company actually opened a homeschooling room for parents to be able to bring their kids to and from work, even though there weren't a lot of them coming in. 
but those kids actually felt like they had a sense of community and they actually hired a teacher to monitor what all the parents would have to be monitoring at home uh, during COVID and um, homeschooling. So it was an interesting private partner, um, uh, private and employee benefit uh, relationship there. Well, that's extremely innovative. Yeah. They took all the space that was empty. (laughs) That's incredible. So that definitely speaks to how communities and, you know, individuals at home are sort of helping to promote digital education just in different ways and how we go about it and how we engage. Um, As we're sort of, I think probably what we haven't asked and what people may want to benefit from hearing from you, Eileen and Carrie, is how did you navigate your own careers, you know? What have you done and, you know, how do you see the difference in where you began and where you are today? I think if I think about my own career and where it started many years ago and where it is today, if there's one thing that I can share is I didn't map a career journey um, and there was no set out game plan. I think you have to continue to evolve your skills and understand what your strengths are, understand what your development areas are to kind of continue to evolve. But don't let, um, you know, one door close and think another door is not going to open that may be totally different. So I think in your own career journey, you have to have that mantra of, you know, what has made you successful. Look at your communication skills. I think those are hugely important with regardless of regardless of whatever career you have and your leadership skills. And those will hone over time. Take, you know take advantage of 360 feedbacks and everything. But there's one thing I can say is just be open to the doors that may be opening. You don't even realize that they're opening and take advantage of folks um, who are a little bit further ahead of you for conversations around career. You shouldn't um, be afraid to have those uh, conversations. So um, if that's the one thing I can think about is think about your communication skills, your leadership skills, you may not have a career path and planned all planned out, and that's okay. Um, and just uh, walk through the doors when they open up. Don't be afraid to walk through a door and not know what's on the other side. Yeah, I love those points and courage to your point in terms of walk through the door, I think is super important. And um, just to add on to, to your points, Eileen, I, I think that there's also, for me personally, there's an aspect of really loving what I do. Um, and it's, you know, not necessarily do, you know, am I a coder? Am I, you know, from a technology perspective, um, I'm a business leader and I care about helping solve um, and drive business outcomes. And and you can do that in digital. That That's a big part of what uh, we need to do as, as organizations and, and individuals. So, um, you know, one thing I think is super important is, you know, understand what you're passionate about and, and lean towards those things um, and if it's leadership, lean towards those things. If it's about, you know, helping an individual customer um, around a specific scenario, focus on that. If it's about an industry that you're super passionate about, whether it's, you know, life sciences or manufacturing, something that makes you wake up in the morning and, and just kind of jump out of bed and go, yeah, this is exciting. Um, to me, those are always super important things. And um, and that's what I always try and think about. And you know, if I if I can't if 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 I can't fulfill all of that within one job role, what are the things that I can do to help others in the community as well? Um, which is one of the things and one of the reasons why you know I did I did get involved um, quite extensively with Women in Cloud because it was 
leveraging a skill set that I have from a digital, you know, from a digital technology perspective, um, helping organizations um, co-sell and engage with others. Um, so, you know, for me, it was it was taking some of my skill sets that I have from a, a business perspective and translating that to something a little bit more personal. Both incredible points of view on how um, we should be navigating in this space and what what I'm finding in all of this is it's not necessarily about digital. It's about just having passion for what you're doing and to sort of being open to what's there. And if you are finding your way into digital and that's your space, that if you are clear about what it is that you want to do or even unclear to just be open to opportunities. So I want to thank um, both of you for taking the time today to have this discussion with us. And you've provided some excellent advice and really good ideas about how we can challenge the way we think about women in the digital space. And I appreciate that you both are in leadership positions and are carving a path for future leaders in this space. Hey, Tracy, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, Carrie, it was awesome to uh, work with you on this as well. Thanks to you as well, Eileen and Tracy. Really appreciated the time and uh, love working with you guys. Thank you to all our listeners for being on this journey with us. We hope that you find the content shared today to be useful, inspiring, and challenge your everyday thinking on topics that affect women. Please share this podcast, hit subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode of Women in Digital. Thanks for tuning in to the Cap Gemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. This episode is from our Employee Resource Group Takeover Series. We hope you've enjoyed it. I'm Janet Pope, and on behalf of the North America Corporate Social Responsibility Team and all of our wonderful Employee Resource Group leaders across the U.S. and Canada, I'd like to thank you for listening.